Kyle, I am back. 613 Golfers, welcome to the 613 Golfer podcast. I am your host, Jeff Botter. For those that you remember me, it has been a while since I've uh, uh, recorded a podcast. Uh, and uh, it's been a while because uh, one thing that I've learned over the last couple of years with, uh, with all the COVID-19 uh, pandemic stuff is that the most important thing in your life is is your your own person and your your own life and when things happen uh, personally you need to deal with those things and everything else goes away and uh, <clears throat> for the last few weeks that's exactly what I've been doing is just uh, dealing and looking after uh, uh, myself and some things personally and those things have been dealt with and resolved, and I am excited, very excited to be back uh, behind a microphone, sitting in the chair uh, with the beautiful backdrop of the 613 Golfer Podcast Studio, and I'm ready to go. So as we move forward, one of the things that over the last couple of years, again, with whole COVID-19 is, is the loss of charity golf, corporate golf, big tournaments, big events. When everything kind of hit the fan, um, you know, back in 2020, and we were kind of left going, you know, what are we going to do here? Like, uh, you know, all these charities rely on on events like uh, charity golf events, other charity events as well. But this is a golf show. So we're talking about golf and we rely on those charity golf events to raise much needed funds for the charities that they represent. And, you know. Corporate golf tournaments, yeah, I mean, you know, they're a big deal too. Uh, great for their staff. They're they're kind of the, that outlet that staff get to uh, participate in outside of the workplace. Is kind of bonding kind of thing, and and competitive golf tournaments. I mean, all of these things, you know, there are far more important things uh, in life, I'm sure, than than playing golf and uh, participating in golf tournaments and things like that. But the one aspect of all of that that kind of you know uh, resonates with me is the charitable golf side of things because golf and charity go hand in hand. We see it on the PGA Tour, we see it on other tours. Uh, charity events, uh, charity golf events, raise much needed funds for these charities. And over the last uh, over the last couple of years, um, it's been very difficult for these charities. Uh, in fact, I just you know I just got a phone call today from a charity that we supported. Uh, numerous times that has been not able to run their event for a couple of years and they're like really excited they're going to be able to run their event this year and raise much needed um, much needed funds uh, for their charity that that they've been lacking and you know they're running out of money and these events are important to that now one of the events um, that uh, that has taken place for you know 20 years now um, that we at Flagstick have been very involved in for uh, the better part of those 20 years has been the Metcalf Charity Classic. And, um, you know, we're going to be very fortunate a little bit later on uh, in this show, not too much later on, but a little bit later on in the show, we're going to have Rob Howes, the general manager of the Metcalf Golf Course, join us. And, and we're going to talk to Rob about, you know, what did they do when everything went shut down? And then came back and all the protocols that were in place that prohibited them from being able to do things uh, with respect to that charity event, which I'm sure other charity events also had to uh, adjust on the fly. But, um, you know, Rob has been gracious enough to, to join us on, on the heels of the, uh, the latest edition of the Metcalf Charity Classic happening. And we're going to talk to him about what did they do in 2020 when they had to switch gears? 
what did they do in 2021 when they were able to kind of open things up a little bit more and, and find out, you know, just how did they adjust and how did the event go this year? And, and Rob's, uh, Rob's going to come on and talk to us about that. We're also obviously, it's been a while, but we're going to head back out to the lesson to you with Kevin Hayne. We're going to little, learn a little something about keeping your head down, kind of a factor fiction. Do you keep it down? Do you not keep it down? What's the real story there? Kevin's going to give us a little quick tip on that when we head out to the lesson tee. Um, and uh, so I want you to stay with me. Um, this is uh, not going to be a super long episode of uh, 613 Golfer Podcast. We want to get into things with Rob as soon as possible. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to Rob Howell, the general manager of the Metcalf Golf Course, and, uh, and get a little insight about the Metcalf Charity Classic. Stay with us. We'll be right back. At Ping, we're an engineering company. Success is measured in the lab and on your scorecard. We focus on results, your results. In the G425 Max driver, that means more time in the fairway, less time in the rough. It means longer drives, shorter approach shots, and fewer putts. The new G425 drivers taking MOI to the max. Get fit today. Visit ca.ping.com to learn more about G425. All right, welcome back. And as promised, I'm here with uh, Rob Howell, the general manager at the Metcalf Golf Club. Uh, welcome to the 613 Golfer Podcast, Rob. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Hey, not a problem at all. Uh, so how's the season been going so far, Rob? It's been a, been a very busy season, uh, which is great. And uh, lots of people out enjoying uh, the outdoors and golf and things have been rolling along uh, really nicely and people are having a great time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, certainly as they travel around the region, it certainly seems that there's uh, lots of people on the golf courses, lots of people playing. So that's a good sign. Um, now, Rob, the reason I, I wanted to have you on is obviously you just finished uh, uh, the uh, latest edition of the Metcalf Charity Classic. And I kind of off the top of the show sort of discussed uh, just with the, with, uh, the uh, audience about the missing of the charity golf component of golf uh, over the last uh, over the last couple of years and, and now kind of everybody getting back into it and how important charity golf is um, uh, is, is to the charities um, but I want to kind of step back a little bit before we get into talking about the Metcalf Charity Classic uh, as an event I just want to I want to ask you know what's the event about um, you know how did it kind of come about and and uh, and what's involved in it Sure. So the event supports the uh, Osgoode Care Center, um, which is a not-for-profit uh, long-term care facility in our community. Uh, it started back uh, 20 years ago, actually, with our 25th anniversary. We wanted to have a 25th anniversary celebration, and we uh, decided that we would um, just add $5 to everybody's entry fee and donate those funds to the, uh, to the care center. Um, that seemed to be very well received. So as the years went on, um, it became uh, more of a tournament with more of a fundraising component, um, added in some on-course contests, um, uh, picked up uh, some silent auction prizes, started running a silent auction. For a few years, we had a live auction going, so we kind of built on that, um, all at the same time, um, trying to support the, uh, the care center and the residents, specifically the residents at that care center. So the tournament would always have a... Um, donation to something that would be good for residents care as recommended by their staff. Uh, over the years, we've done things uh, such as a snoozeland room, which is very good for Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Uh, we funded that. We funded ovens. We funded residents activities. Uh, most recently, 
they're, they're taking on a redevelopment project. So funds have gone towards that, um, as well as uh, funding some pandemic related uh, expenses the last couple of years. That's awesome. Now, I guess that kind of goes to what I was talking about earlier, how important uh, charity events like the Metcalf Charity Classic are to, to the communities that they, uh, that they support. And in this case, the Osgood Care Centre supporting the communities of Osgood, Greeley, Metcalf and, and the surrounding areas. There's lots of, uh, you know, lots of benefit to what the Metcalf Charity Classic provides for that event. No, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, a, it's not just a, important, I think, in support of... Um, of the center itself, but it's also a place the community can come together to support the, the care center. Um, and we've always tried to, to keep the event uh, affordable so that uh, everyone in the community would be able to play, participate and support the care center. Awesome. Now, COVID hits uh, 2020, uh, upsets the golf industry initially, the golf gets going, you know, we're excited about that, but you know, you have last year, the charity classic, um, and, and it couldn't happen um, the way it had happened in the past. And, and you're kind of set, stuck with how do you, how do we do this? How can we still raise money for the, uh, for the care center without having an event? So, you know, tell me quickly, you know, before we get into 2021, what did you guys do in 2020 to kind of try to solve that problem? So the traditional uh, event date for us is mid-July. So by early June, it became very clear. Um, you know, there's no restaurants open. There was no patios open at that point. That'd be very, very difficult to hold a large event. Um, so we had um, the idea of a donation matching campaign. Um, so we basically contacted past sponsors and past participants and said, uh, listen, uh, we will match um, any donations that are made for the care center. Uh, and we were, we were blown away by the support of, of the participants and the sponsors. Um, so we ended up with $6,000 of donations, which, uh, which we matched, which, which ended up being a $12,000 contribution, which was in, in line with what previous year's events had been making. So that was awesome. Oh, that's great. Now, you know, fast forward, here we are, 2021. Um, the event is back, uh, scheduled back at its, uh, at its, uh, usual time, uh, or close to its usual time. And, uh, you're, you're going crazy organizing and trying to get this thing to happen. So what did you have to do differently this year to make sure that you could actually have an event at the golf course on the golf course and with, with food involved and, and try to get it back to some normal. Yeah, so I guess uh, for a while, it seemed like deja vu golf was uh, delayed, uh, was shut down for a while. Uh, there was no food service. So again, um, before we the event was scheduled for July the 14th. Um, but at that point, um, we weren't, we, we didn't have enough lead time after things started to open up to, to plan it. So we kind of put the pause button on. Uh, once we get our head wrapped around patios opening and how we could do things, we scheduled it for August the 18th. Uh, instead of a shotgun, we uh, we do tea times to get around the gathering uh, limits to make sure we'll be in compliance with the government regulations. Um, fundraising wise, we added to the entry fee what we would normally collect at the flagstick, uh, beat, beat, beat you on the flagstick hole or, or, <laughs> or, some, or, or some representative for flagstick or the putting contest or raffle. So we just, we pre-added those fees. We still ran the contest with the golfers, but there was no contact. Um, nobody had to sell tickets. Uh, we also ran a virtual Facebook auction. So we had all of our uh, all of our items up on Facebook and we ran uh, the bids through that. So we were able to still have the silent auction component. And then the golfers came out, uh, played um, played their game instead of uh, 
our famous roast beef buffet, which is traditionally held at the tournament. We, we served a really nice uh, uh, beef tenderloin dinner. So we had lots of comments that people enjoyed. Um, although they liked the roast beef, they did certainly <laughs> enjoy sitting at their table and be and be served a nice steak dinner after their round. So yeah, so all in all, tea times went from 10.30 until 3.30. So the last groups were just squeezing it in, but we we're still able to accommodate 140 golfers and, and set a tournament record uh, of $14,000. Wow. That's, uh, that's amazing. And, and all, all of this with having, having to make adjustments, it just, I mean, that really goes to show the level of support from the community that, uh, that uh, surrounds the Metcalf golf course and that has supported the Metcalf charity classic. And we, obviously we've been a sponsor of the tournament for a, a good number of those 20 years and, uh, and are happy to continue to, to provide our support, but that support has come in, in different ways, especially over the last couple of years. And um, so what kind of feedback did you get from the golfers uh, as far as the event itself goes, uh, you know, basically, because it's a lot of return people. I mean, I'm sure there were some new ones this year, but there's a lot of return people. So what do people say about the event this year compared to what they would have experienced a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think for the most part, people were just happy that they could do something to support the care center and enjoy a fun day with their friends. Um, some enjoyed the, the tea time format because it wasn't as big a time commitment for their day. They could show up 15 or 20 minutes before their time, golf with their friends, have dinner with their friends. Uh, we tried to strategically groups that we knew uh, that were uh, that were friends of, uh, you know, 8, 12, 16 people playing together. We tried to put them back to back so they could all have dinner together. So it had a bit of a tournament feel for them. So all in all, the feedback was uh, was really positive. Awesome. So record $14,000 uh, raised this year for the Osgood Care Center. So now what does that bring the 20-year the total to, Rob? 20-year total comes to $179,000. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's phenomenal. And that, you know, it, it's so exciting to see that because like I said, right off the top, like the, these charity events are like way too important to the, to the communities that they support. And to see that kind of, um, um, you know, come back after a year off uh, and, and bringing it out in record numbers and raising that kind of money uh, is just a phenomenal thing. Yeah, no, and I think it can be done. And golf uh, is a very, uh, as you mentioned, very important um, industry to charitable fundraising. Uh, it is, uh, golf is doing very well right now. So I think it's a huge opportunity um, because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of charitable events that can occur right now. So golf is one that should be able to be brought back uh, before your big 500 person galas and things like that and at a time when charities are certainly in need of uh, of support with uh, everything that's going on right now no question about it now you know as we as we turn the page on 2021's uh, edition and we look look sort of ahead to the uh, the uh, year 21 of for the tournament uh, any thoughts after you kind of absorb this year and everything that you had to go through this year as to whether you'll try in 2022 to get everything back to exactly the way it was provided regulations allow for it, or, or you're just taking a breath and going, yeah, we'll deal with that in October. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think um, from the perspective of this time last year, when things started to open up and case counts went down, uh, we, we opened up things uh, as we were allowed quickly without thinking that um, we would have to roll things back. Um, what we learned with that is more this summer, you're almost playing defense all the time. Be happy with what you have operating. Um, I don't want to be pessimistic. I don't think we're going to have more restrictions, but uh, until the government actually says, um, you know, you can have larger events now and you can have um, 
you know, dining of groups for more than a hundred, we're, we're going to kind of proceed very cautiously and, and get into the winter and then uh, see how things are at as we get into planning for 2022. Well, I can definitely attest, uh, you know, how it's, how uh, important and how difficult it can be to change everything on the fly. Uh, you know, you know, almost completely changing a business model uh, over the last couple of years to be able to continue to operate and to, and to be a profitable business or an operatable business, I suppose, is a better way of looking at um, what you guys have done uh, with the golf course, I mean, obviously I'm close by, so I do, I'm, I'm more aware of things that you're doing there than maybe at some other courses, but with you, what you did with the charity classic and trying last year, especially to try to keep something going to make sure that the charity still got the funds that it had been, you know, accustomed to seeing year after year and to, and, and then this year to do what you did again, making adjustments and, and positive adjustments and raising again, huge funds for, for the Osgood care center. Um, hats off have to go to you, Robin, and all of the staff over there at the Metcalf Golf Club uh, for what you're doing and what you continue to do. Well, thanks, Jeff, and I'd like to thank you uh, for your support over the years of the event. It's been tremendous, uh, and as well as all of our uh, sponsors, we have many, many repeat sponsors who purchase whole signs, so we're very thankful for that, and of course, uh, all the participants, so we have many, many people who have played for I'm not sure if any, I'll have to look back to see if anyone's played in all 21 years, but I think we have uh, several that have been uh, almost every, every year we've had the event. So the support's been fantastic. Oh, no problem at all. We're happy to do it. And uh, looking forward to Hoffman in 2022, being able to sit down in the tent with a, buff, with a roast beef buffet dinner and, uh, and enjoying a good meal with a whole lot of people under that tent. Sounds good. All right. Thanks very much for doing this, Rob. All the best. We'll talk to you very soon, I'm sure. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. No problem. Bye. -bye. Well, there he goes. Radar Rob, aka Rob Howell, general manager of the Metcalf Golf Course. Uh, it's amazing to see what happens when when something needs to get done. Uh, it just gets done. That's that's how things work. And the Metcalf Charity Classic needed to uh, needed to happen. Uh, funds were needed for the Osgood Care Center. And, uh, you know, we were happy, uh, you know, with Flagstick and Flagstick.com to continue to be a part of what they were doing, uh, providing, uh, you know, gifts, prizing, uh, auction items, whatever we could, uh, much needed marketing support, etc. Um, really glad to see that it, uh, it came off okay uh, this year and uh, looking forward to seeing it kind of get back to a little bit of more normal. Um, in uh, in 2022 so thanks rob for uh, for coming on and and talking to us now like i said off the top of the show uh it's been a few weeks we need to get back into the lesson team uh there is much needed uh things to be learned about the golf swing and um one of those things is we always hear about keeping our head down but is that really true do we really need to keep our head down or what is the whole fact or fiction behind that but we're going to head out to the lesson tee right now and we're going to see what kevin Haim, our resident golf pro out at the kevin Haim golf center has to say about keeping your head down for better ball striking time for a quick tip golfers and today we dispel the biggest myth in golf keep your head down well it's true you want to keep your head pretty still in your backswing and you want to look at the ball because you're going to hit it you need to release to hit good golf shots i see this so often on my lesson tee the head stays down looking at nothing and you can't finish your swing. The best way to explain this is for me to just throw a little frisbee for you. I swing back very similar to golf, but then I rotate and release and throw the frisbee. I'm looking where I'm throwing the frisbee. 
Same's true in golf. Keep your head pretty steady here, but then once you're hitting it, you're releasing and allowing your swing to accelerate to a finish. Don't keep your head down. It's killing me every time I see it. Well, there you have it. There you have it. I'm not even going to get into describing how, uh, what that was all about and, and, uh, and what Kevin's explaining to you there. Listen, if you're on YouTube, watch it. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory uh, how keeping your head down and how your head works in the golf swing. And uh, Kevin's better at uh, explaining that than, than most. So uh, thanks, Kevin, for, uh, for doing that. Well, as I said, it's not going to be a very long episode of the 613 Golfer Podcast. I'm uh, looking forward to kind of the next episode, really getting into wrapping up uh, competitive golf season around the region with uh, some different intersectional results uh, throughout the OVGA, different championships. It's, uh, it's, as we say, getting into scramble season pretty soon. And that's sort of when the fall golf happens and all of the uh, two-person, three-person, four-person scrambles start to happen. And uh, all these team events, it, it is that season. They're a lot of fun to participate in, and I know a lot of you do participate in them. Um, I myself uh, try to get into a couple of them if I can. Get, golf game's kind of sharp right now, even though I haven't played very much, but um, I might I might jump into a couple of those scrambles, maybe some of the open ones, so I can jump in with my, my buddy Scott McLeod, our associate publisher and PGA of Canada professional. Um, so enjoy the scramble season, everybody. I uh, look forward to talking to you next week and, uh, and getting uh, wrapped up on some more competitive golf and some more things happening around the 613. Uh, if you have not listened to an episode or you want to listen to an episode of the uh, 613 Golfer podcast, go to flagstick.com. All of the audio episodes are there for you to download or to listen to directly. If you like watching it on YouTube or you like watching the videos, you can watch the video directly from flagstick.com. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can also visit our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so that you can uh, you can get every single episode. Plus, we like those subscriptions. And uh, like us and click the little notification bell to make sure that when we do release a new episode, because sometimes you never know when that's going to happen. If you click that notification bell, you will know you'll get notified right away. And uh, you'll be uh, you'll be getting every episode directly uh, directly notified to you. So thanks again to uh, Rob Howell for uh, jumping on with us uh, this episode and, and filling us in on some things about the Metcalf Charity Classic. Thanks again always uh, to our, our great sponsor, Ping Golf Canada. Uh, visit them at ca.ping.com. Uh, learn everything there is to know about the uh, G425 uh, irons, woods, hybrids, and fairways, plus some of the new stuff that they're dropping. you got to check out their website, ca.ping.com. Uh, I'm Jeff Botter. This has been the 613 Golfer Podcast. And always remember, go for the stick.